You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop. For more information about the variety of topics covered on the show, as well as my other podcast, How to Stand, visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com. And if you enjoy this episode, please consider becoming a monthly donor to support my work and allow it to continue to go on and be free for all to access for as low as 99 cents a month. Visit the Support the Show link on my site's homepage for more information. Hello everybody, and welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop. The usual caveats apply today as I count down my top 20 picks for the best new music from K-Pop, C-Pop, and J-Pop artists. There are only 20 slots, so please remember at the end of the day, all in good fun. No need to come for me or anything, it's nothing personal against your fave. And stay tuned for the final segment because I will include my honorable mentions and I have a lot of those shoutouts to give, so your fave might be there. Second of all, if you want to watch all the videos I'm talking about today and to listen to a Spotify playlist of all the songs I talk about today, click on the links in my Best of May post on the show's website. If it's not a bi-publication time of this episode, it will be out within a week of it, so... Stay tuned to the site for that, as well as the write-up, which will feature a few different thoughts and just a different focus with the commentary from what I talk about today. Now let's get to the top 20 countdown for Best of May, starting with number 20, The Volunteers, with their self-titled debut album. This is the new rock band from Yaren Beck, the soloist, which was such a fun surprise from her. And I think this album is the perfect length to really present their identity to the world as rock stars. To show her rock star image as a band member, kind of like it's her stage persona, a new one she has outside of her solo music career. Plus the album is just the perfect length, not too long to be a slog, not too short, but long enough that you get an idea of who this group is and how they want to be seen going forward. Number 19. The three-way duet called Echo by Eric Nam, Arman Malik, and Kashmir. There are so many ways a three-way collaboration done entirely remotely from different parts of the world could go really wrong, but they managed to pull it off. And so first of all, you have to give them some props. The song started out in an LA studio, but then after about two months and tons of back and forth messaging and tweaking and refining, all remotely, and filming a video for this 12 hours of virtual editing work, this song was born. This song's praiseworthiness is not just because of the logistics of how it came together, but of how cool it is as an emblem of the positive side of innovation and technology, of how it can be used to connect people. This whole thing came together thanks to befriending each other online, then saying, hey, we should collaborate together someday, and finding a way to make it happen. The power of the internet not just made this song, but made the friendships that preceded this song. And this song is about super relatable themes, about wondering, is it worth the battles? Is this relationship going anywhere? And even if it's not, do I want to be in it anymore? How is this relationship suiting me? Asking yourself those questions is something we can all ask ourselves. So I love the fact that this collab is a test of ingenuity, as well as emblematic of how people from different parts of the world at the end of the day are all human. Number 18, Oh My Girl, with the album Dear Oh My Girl, and the new title track, Dun Dun Dance. 
These girls just continuously are so freaking adorable. They just bring the cuteness factor to everything they do. It's easy to dance along to, it's fun to sing along to, the highlight medley is similarly cute. It's a very just wholesome playdate soundtrack ready comeback. With that quirky K-pop subcategory at play, the girls call up a UFO via payphone, and they probably filmed this before UFOs were back in the news, so they are icons and prophets. Number 17. One Us with their new album Binary Code and the title track Black Mirror. One Us, ironically, proves through this release that they're ready to show so much more than one side of themselves. They really mix things up and show their versatility as artists in this album. The Valkyrie Rock remix goes off, and of course the other standout track has to be the title track Black Mirror, which has a video with a fun sparkly wardrobe, and really well done cinematography. The panning between scenes is perfectly synced up with the dance moves, the glitching. It makes a lot more sense when you watch it than if I explain it, but everything is just so in sync in an interesting way to transition between scenes in this music video. Number 16, J-pop star Lisa with her new album, Ladybug. This is a career anniversary. It has that appropriately celebratory feel to it. It's like a big party. Sounds like just fun. A fun festive atmosphere. Like people are just playing and having a fun afternoon. It's just a great party playlist that departs from her usual sound in some interesting ways. For example, GL is probably the best track on there, and that's a more dubstep slash electropop direction for her. And it has a really cool beat drop too. So she has those moments where she's very playful and steps outside of the box a bit from her traditional, more rock-leaning sound. So got a lot of tricks up her sleeve and is nowhere near done showing them off yet. Number 15. From 20, with a debut set of singles, Cigarettes and You and The Song from 20. This is a very strong pair of tracks to debut with from him. It has this very nostalgic feel to it, what he's doing. He's a really good storyteller with his lyrics, because I end up, as I listen to his songs, picturing the scene. I don't even need the music video. And it's not like he gets bogged down in vivid descriptions of what he's singing about, but he just talks about experiences in a way that is relatable and universal in that way, yet also very specific to his situation. And he really finds a way to straddle that line. It's just a very, very cool nostalgic feel. It's an atmosphere he creates. And with lyrics like Nightmares That Kill Me Inside Now It's My Lullaby and Fallen Hurting But How Beautiful, he really touches on the complex human emotions you can have simultaneously in really interesting ways. Number 14, Tia One with their new album Reborn and the title track Son of Beast. The intro starts things off with a bang, getting your attention with the instrumentals and raps really swelling, like they're building up to something. It sets up the rising action for the songs on this album. The title track really packs a punch. And then you have the most emotional song on the album, With You, placed mid-album, which I found refreshing that the ballad, or the slower track anyway, gets in the middle. It's just a really, it makes for a cool up and down flow to the album listening experience. So that really helped enhance the quality of listening to me of this body of work. 
What I really love about the music video is how they wear team uniforms in an auto shop. And it just is a great way to send a message, hey, we are still a strong team. We have so much more to share with you. Lots in store as a unit. We're not going anywhere. We're here to stay for a while. I just feel like that message that they are a powerful team that isn't breaking up anytime soon message was really just sent home further by the teamwork message of their outfit. Number 13, Everglow with the album Last Melody in the song First. This song fittingly sounds and the video looks like the start of a new era. First is definitely a good song for fans of Pretty Savage by Blackpink. I feel like it's a good partner song for that playlist. You know those artists who, they release a really great hit song and their next big hit single is also a hit and really great, but you know it's basically a redone version of the first one. Such a super similar song to their first big hit and then you start to feel like all their hits sound the same. Everglow is kind of the opposite. None of their title tracks have sounded like the same song, so they're always surprising us. I also love the visual storytelling they're doing. Basically, lightning strikes and black smoke poofed these girls down to a new planet, marking the dawn of a new era visually as well as sonically. The song has the classic confidence that we know and love from Everglow. The sound is really loud and in your face, as the song would suggest with You Know That I Come First, Lots of fun with electronic keyboards in this song. So it's just a very kooky, fun instrumental and classic Everglow. So it's a great mix of what we've come to expect from them and showing there's something new from them still. Predictable in some ways and very much not in others. None of their title tracks sound like just a repeat of the last one. They control bolts of lightning that shoot out of their hands. The video literally ends with a big bang of confetti. They say things like stand up, hands up, etc. It just demands to be performed live. It should be their first track on their set list when live shows come back. I won't be digging into much of a music video universe theory on today's episode, but I will just throw out there that I feel like it's significant that the girls have superpowers to transport into a new world, but they're once again in all red outfits like they were for La Di Da. Just an interesting continuation of their wardrobe. I don't know. Could mean nothing, but wardrobe is just one of the many ways K-pop artists tell a story through their videos. Number 12. Bling Bling with their new album Contrast and the title track and video for Oh Mama. The perfect mix of sweet and sassy with this release because they started out acting very just cute and sweet with their pastel outfits and the pastel aesthetics of the whole album teaser video. And then the Oh Mama video came out. And Oh Mama is right. It is so fierce. It's a really cool back and forth too between black outfits and white outfits. They are on this fancy cruise ship dinner party half the time. And then it keeps snapping back and forth to see them performing in the white outfits in the desert. So it makes for an interesting color contrast. The video doesn't just keep your attention because it has all those abrupt back and forth scene switches, color scheme switches, and setting switches, but because also there are cute and interesting animations interspersed between a bunch of different scenes. It is just so much to look at. 
I admittedly was not very impressed with Bling Bling's debut. It didn't stand out to me really, but this really makes me want to give them another chance because now they're really showing us what they're capable of, and I love what I see seeing this versatility. Number 11. Gaho with his new single and video for Rush Hour. Honestly, the first time I listened to this, I was so hooked. I put it on a loop, I kid you not, for well over an hour, probably at least two hours straight. And I still, as I record this, have it in my head and cannot get tired of it. It is just such a good song. I think it suits his voice really well, and every part of a song sometimes just clicks together so perfectly. It's just the perfect speed, so it flows so well. It starts out slow, it builds in the verse, and then goes back down again, but not too steep of a drop. It's just got a great ebb and flow. The instrumental in the chorus is catchy enough. Then you got the ba 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 da ba that follows his high note. So fun from start to finish. I cannot say enough good things about this song. And then the beat drop in the bridge. My goodness, so perfect. Anyway, it goes off. It definitely needs to be played blasting on car speakers. So now Rush Hour is no longer boring. The music video further brings home that point, where he basically sets up an impromptu concert for a Rush Hour crowd. He made the concept fun and exciting, which is no easy feat. Number 10. Hayes, with her new album and title track, Happen. You know that she can make a phone book sound captivating. So her vocals continue to be top tier on this release. She keeps crossing paths with this boy, and it really is like fate how they keep running into each other. She sings about all the little circumstances that had to happen for them to meet each other. Like on this day, this had to happen, and you had to think, I'm going to do this today, and I'm going to go that way today, and I'm going to wear this today. Spoiler alert, at the end of the video, the camera zooms out, and we see that she's in a museum of some sort looking at pictures on the wall. So all the moments she crossed paths with this guy were moments framed in time, frozen in time, on the wall, still art imagery. And you can read into that whatever you want about how real their chance encounter was. What makes this body of work nice and really cohesive is the full circle of it all, because in that first track, she sings about this tiny dot called Destiny. And the final track on this album is called destiny, it's just a tiny dot. And throughout it has some variety though, so it's cohesive but also has that variety that I appreciate. Piano on track two, and then it's more of a low tempo beat on track three. More guitars and kind of echoey vocals on Y. She has a lot of different sounds thrown in there, string instruments. Number nine, GWSN, with The Other Side of the Moon in the title track Like It Hot. A hot song, and it made me think of Swish Swish by Katy Perry in the chorus. I don't know if anyone else hears that, but I just thought it was worth noting. It's a really catchy song, and it's an impressive feat to make a song called E-I-E-I-O sound rock and make it work, but they do have a rock-leaning song called E-I-E-I-O. Yes, old McDonald found quaking. I sing, aka La La La, and Starry Night, are definitely standout tracks for them getting to show off their vocal abilities. There is something to be said for albums that have a cool ebb and flow in terms of the speed of the songs, but I think there's also something to be said for artists who have an interesting, clear dividing line, and they show off their fast-paced music 
all in one half, and then the back half is their slow, more sentimental music. And that's the divide that GWSN chose to go with here, and I, I like that. It makes for an interesting new listening experience. Number eight, Mingyu and Wanwoo from Seventeen with Lehigh, Bittersweet. This is a nice low-key song to set the scene. Coffee shop vibes. It's also a standout release because it has really thought-provoking yet simple lyrics like how did love become love? And your eyes are meeting. You're seeing the same thing. You're looking at each other, but you're still worlds apart. They also talk about selfishness growing in them. As the void grows between two people, selfishness grows. It fills the void. One of the lyrics talks about Heidi in the rain always smiling. So you are out in public, you're in the rain, you're outside, but you're smiling and not embracing the rain, hiding in it. And you're not sure what you're looking for, but you're unsatisfied and disappointed about something. They really just break apart the word bittersweet. Reflect on what's gone bitter versus what is still sweet. So the lyrics, they paint an interesting picture. The last thing I love about this is that there's this Super cute and wholesome, very Seventeen twist added to the video, where it looks like maybe they're going to make up with a lover, but the friends end up choosing each other over love. They choose their friendship over the relationship, and so they smile in the rain and walk away together arm in arm, and it is just so sweet. Very Seventeen of them, and we love that. Number seven, One OK Rock with their new single, Broken Heart of Gold. I won't get too personal, but I could, because frankly, this song came out on a day, on a week, where I really needed it. And that's what 1OK Rock often does. They find a way to channel the sorrow and angst of younger generations into rock music. And it's so therapeutic to listen to. It's a sense of solace in solidarity with other people feeling the same way. They really just legitimize intense emotions and don't patronize or try to gloss over and say just look on the bright side, but they also find unique ways to still sing about their cautious optimism. For example, on their last track, Renegades, they sounded distressed yet continued to sing about not being afraid after you fall those seven times, getting back up the eighth time. And in this new song, they sing about despair. Sometimes I just want to quit, tell my life I'm done with it when it gets too painful. But then they turn around and say, I love myself, but not today. So they sing about these feelings as temporary, reminders that they're not permanent. And then they sing about the song title, Smashing Your Broken Heart of Gold. So they're combining the description of your pain and your inner light. They just have a very interesting way that's very artful of putting things in their lyrics that straddle the line from being just flat-out depressed songs, and being happy-go-lucky, unrealistic songs. Number six, TXT. With their new album, The Cast Chapter Freeze, and the new music video for Zero Times One Equals Love Song. First of all, you knew we were in for a treat just by looking at the track list and writing credits. Not only did BTS's RM contribute to writing the title track, but there are also writing credits given to Stella Jane, Madsen, Ali Alexander from actually one of my favorite non-K-pop groups, Years and Years, really quite the top-tier songwriting cast put this album together. TXT really did immerse themselves in 
the emotional layers of this. As they said in the press conference promoting the album, they really did try to convey the intense emotions of their music video characters through the album, and they definitely did. I was blown away by how grown up they sound. And look, it is a bit emotional to watch them drive a car, as weird as that sounds. They're like a baby brother group to BTS, so I just feel like they're growing up too fast. They really did show and express such angst that I really, I really just thought the album was taken next level thanks to their voices. It's not everyone who could pull off these songs and give them that degree of emotional impact and that sense of almost sympathy for their characters in this story. Really well done, and I always love NTXT content. They always have so many little details and Easter eggs that it requires several viewings before you spot them all. The Swimming Pool, that's a more obvious tie-in to a previous release with the pool from Runaway. The flame and fire imagery from so many of their past videos is still there. In the Eternally concept trailer, Subin wore a locket. Well, a necklace with a lock on it. And now car keys are a big deal in this video. There was a whale in the blue orangeade video, and a whale is seen in the sky out his window at one point in this video. Then there's the piggyback riding in Blue Hour, and now more of that. It just feels like all these little details continue to be used in each video to keep that through line and give me a lot of things to speculate about. Plus, that cast, the arm cast, that says loser on it, but the red marker has a V written over the S, so it says lover instead, that's a direct reference to it when the kid's getting bullied. So a girl says, I'll sign your cast for you, writes loser on it. He decides to change that by drawing a V over the S, so it says lover instead. That's a direct reference to it. TXT's whole story is all about this group of misunderstood, self-proclaimed losers, these misfit characters, teaming up to battle dark forces, inner demons, and outer ones. The lessons at the end of the day are actually not that far apart. In my TXT Universe episode, I told you to look out for some recurring themes, my list included, about what to keep an eye on, sending messages through their clothing. Not just with the cast, but also the end of the effing world t-shirt gives a big hint about the story. Contemplating how much of what happens to them is fate, and how much control we actually have over our lives and our futures. Deep emotions, showing vulnerability, water or pools, fire, flame symbols, and the bigger storyline of a relationship. With this woman who showed up in a previous video, and then the whale symbolism, the lock and key, I could go on and on, but then there's also the piggybacking and just the theme of youth, growing up and really fearing this growing up thing. They are frozen in time, and that is the whole concept. So while the Dream Chapter series of albums told the story of meeting someone you love, the Chaos Chapters is their new series of albums. They start with this one. That is about feeling stuck in time now, but that causes them to realize what is keeping them anchored, what truly, at a deep level, keeps them grounded in the present moment. When there are moments that are tough, what is their anchor? And they realize it's the person they love. That everything in the world is uncertain. The world is chaos, literally crashing down around them. But they know they got this. Because as much as the uncertainty is freaking them out, 
you can focus on the one certainty you have, which is love that will always be there for someone. I really like what Hyunin Kai said about TXT's appeal. Quote, Our music is about stories that only we can tell. They are stories about those teenagers reinterpreted and created into our own performances. And that's a perfect way of putting it. Their stories are relatable to young generations, and they are TXT stories through their performances, videos, the whole package. Number five, NCT Dream with their new album Hot Sauce and so many music videos for Diggity, Dive Into You, Rainbow, Hot Sauce. I already talked about this album at length on NCT Talk episode 8, so go check that out if you want the full rundown. My super condensed explanation of why this deserves a spot on the list, first of all, gave me more content to theorize over. You know how much as an N-Citizen I am really out there with my theories. Second of all, they have so much fun. It is such a cute and colorful sound and video. It's all quite the party, and and it nails the classic NCT formula, which mixes all sorts of sound effects, a throw-every-sound-at-the-wall-and-see-what-sticks approach with everything actually sticking. They just really, it's impressive how they make it not sound garbled and overwhelming, but actually make it sound good. The wide variety of instruments and voices, they have so many layers to their music, and always unexpected too. They have more guitar-focused tracks, they have slower, more sentimental songs, they have super fun and high-energy songs. It's got a bit of everything. There's a song on there for you, no matter what your taste. Taste pun unintended. Number four, BTS with their new single and music video for Butter. I talked about Butter at length on the latest episode of the show, so I won't go into it too much more here, but what I will say real quick about it here is they really brought the energy boost, the pick-me-up, the contagious smiles, the synth-pop fun. Number three, Manacle, with their new album, Liberation. This J-Rock group is just incredible. Definitely one of my new favorite J-Rock groups. Crashing guitars, and then throughout the album, lots of guitars, haunted house, eerie vibes, sometimes creepy nursery rhyme recitation, sometimes dramatic string instrumentals, organ music. The song Our Easter kicks things off with a bang and ends with almost what sounds like someone falling down, like in a Tower of Terror or some other theme park ride. When the drop hits. I don't know. It, it's a weird sound. Hard to pin down. But then you have Cursed Exit, which sounds like escape room music or chase scene music in a movie. Then there's quirky songs like Genome Burger, which sounds like you're listening in on a gadget-filled spy mission. There's one song in the middle that slows things down a tad, but is still fast-paced. And then after that quick breather, they go back to super fast-paced, high-energy, rocking out. Number two, Taemin, with his music video and mini-album, both titled Advice. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about this because I have the Taemin trilogy of episodes out. Taemin, Taemin's latest act, and Taemin's encore. So shameless plug, go check out those episodes. But for this new album, all that I will add now is it's a great installment in his music video storyline. It gives me a lot of theories to think about and just 
we're seeing him unleash his alter ego character in some really interesting ways. It also feels like it fits right in with the rest of his discography because of the characters he plays, even just through lyrics. Like how on the song Sad Kids, it's basically a mirror of the song Two Kids from his last album. So a really cool continuation. But it's also just high quality music for people who are not super fans invested in all of the nitty gritty details and theories you could have about his work. In general, it's also just good to listen to. He has a beautiful voice. He finds really interesting ways to sing about stuff like the light getting so transparent, yet that brightness allows you to ironically regain your sense of color. He sings about fearing, like in, in If I Could Tell You, fearing disclosing anything because that might hurt a perfect relationship. Not out of fear of not being accepted, but out of fear of changing even a smidge of what your perfect relationship is currently like, fearing that that dynamic you have is too fragile to mess with. He really has a way with words, and finds such unique ways to articulate his emotions. Drumroll please for number one. Yuki, with her album A Page, and the two singles off of it, Bonnie and Clyde and Giant. I never necessarily saw her as undervalued and underutilized, her talents underutilized in G-Idol, but boy, truly blew me away, was not expecting to like it this much. She just has such a powerful, unique voice, and these videos that go with her songs further, honestly, like, if you knew nothing about G-Idol or K-pop at all, you would have no idea this was just her debut, and she's actually a part of a group. She really distinguishes herself with the sound, the visuals, everything. So many great lyrics, like, can't let them break me down, I hear the voices say I'm not worthy, nowhere to run but dig deep, hesitating got me against the wall, no more mistakes like I made before because I know how to win this time, I'll rise up like a giant, hold my head a little higher, so you don't doubt me when I'm fighting my lonely nights, I stand tall like a giant, don't you doubt me when I'm down in my lonely fights. It's really, really just a very powerful and empowering song. Then there's the different vibe of Bonnie and Clyde, which has an action-packed music video where she plays Bonnie and Clyde. It's a really fun action-packed video, which could have a sequel to it. Maybe that's what she's planning for the future. Would love to see it. I really like the lyrics. There's something very forward and confident about them. And she really sets the scene, paints a picture in your head, singing, you make this world a little wild, and we shout through crowded streets, turn up the noise and make it loud, and let the world fall at our feet. Let them point and laugh at who we are. It was you and me here dancing from the start. Now let's talk honorable mentions. Wua, Wish, and the music video for Purple. It's a super cute and colorful video. It's a fun bubblegum pop song, and the lyrics are so cute. It starts right off the bat with who the heck are you, and then they go on to say, be the blue to my red, or vice versa, and let's make purple. Zetao's new single, Cross the Line. If you are a long-time listener, you know how much I love and have admiration for certain artful uses of autotune, and how electronic-fying your voices can actually lead to just a really cool, interesting effect. It's auditorially aesthetic to me, and Zetao managed to be artful with his use of autotune. It's just used in ways that sound good to me, that are just fun to listen to and not annoying. So he takes that hyper-pop 
sound and brings it into his mellow rapping. The instrumental's not too busy, so it keeps the focus on the artful electronic elements. It's also a cool artsy cover art for the single Espa with their new single and video for Next Level. Espa really did take this next level. The song is two songs in one in a way, and that can feel very awkward and disjointed, but I don't know, this time I think they pulled it off, where at first it sounds like just a pop song, and then they move into a bridge that's very hip-hop, but I think they tie it all together with the rapping and the way they sing. I think it just catered to their vocal strengths, regardless of the instrumental switch-ups. So it was a really interesting just mix of them showing off their abilities. Maddox with his new single and video for Night. Beautiful echoey backup vocals of his own. The video really does a good job amplifying the overall feel of the song that keeps your attention because of his beautiful voice and the beautiful video and how they complement each other so well. Monsta X, Flavors of Love. Sometimes what gets lost in the shuffle of new releases is buzz about the Japanese albums that come in the meantime and are just as worthy of your attention. It's got everything you want in a Monsta X release. Juhani and IM's back and forth on the verses, this borderline hyper-pop, hyperactive status of some songs, it's just another fun release and high energy. Jihyo's performance video for her cover of Crown by Camila Cabello and Grey. As much as I do adore the super cutesy, sing-along-ready, high-pitched music of Twice as a group, I also really do love when they get solo opportunities to show the world that they also are just very, very talented dancers and singers. They don't just dance with easy-to-dance-along dance moves. They don't just have seemingly silly songs. They really do have a lot of impressive talent with dancing and singing, and to show their depths, I'm really glad they get to do these solo projects. And Jihyo really does show such passion and emotion through her dancing. Kane Daniel and Loco with Outer Space. They really set this up to be a Ghostbusters meets Planet of the Apes cinematic music video, so it was way too short and inconclusive for my liking, but the song definitely got my attention and deserves a shout-out nevertheless. Kaze Fuji's new single, Karari. Karari is such a fun song. There's really no better way to put it sometimes. Sometimes a pop song is just a perfect, fun, catchy pop song. And he has contagious joy as he strolls around the city in the music video, too. Infax Teho with his solo debut, Jigoma. The way that he says, everything's gonna be alright, somehow the way he says it about keeping your chin up, I actually believe, and I do feel better. It's such a good pick-me-up. He has this infectious energy. He just exudes charisma, and I think he really stands out as a soloist. Plus, the video is super pretty color scheme-wise and super fun. The instrumental is super fun and playful. Just such a good time. Some more honorable mentions I want to make real quick. N-Hyphen released their music video for Fever and the outro wormhole video. Of course, that outro video came after I recorded my N-Hyphen guide episode with my theories and all that, but that's life. And we'll talk more about that final video next week on the show. Lulu Pop and Purple Kiss have a new collab out. 
with an incredibly adorable music video to go with it, featuring this girl, this animated girl with enormous eyes and a really just cute, sweet song and video about friendship. It's called Find You and it features beautiful clothes, a cute storyline, it's just what's not to love. Last but not least, Beckhan's new collaboration with Say Moon Talk. It's called Hurt and again, it's a song where it's like, what's not to love about it? Great voices, great instrumentals, it's all there. Before I go, I do have some English language faves from the past month that I want to shout out. Dove Cameron's new collaboration with Rez, Taste of You, is such an EDM banger. Then there's Jesse Page, who I shout out a lot on this show because you gotta support independent artists making great underrated work, and her latest song, Not Jessica, I'm Jesse, is so good. And her most personal and vulnerable yet, so I really, really admire her for that. Lastly, Sour, Olivia Rodrigo's debut album. It is definitely worth the hype. There's something so admirable about raw and authentic and detailed storytelling. Like we talked about with some other songs on today's episode, I really admire when artists set the scene and manage to paint a picture in your head of what's happening and make you feel like you've been there before you relate to it, but also talk about experiences that are very specific to them. And she finds a way to do that. Her powerful deliveries just, it grips you, it keeps your attention on this story, and I just think her storytelling ability really does shine. There are a lot of slower guitar back songs on the album, but like I said, her storytelling keeps your interest. She also has some pop punk influences, and it's by and large a breakup album, but it touches a lot on everything from social media envy to it just being brutal out here in the most relatable intro an album could have. That is all for today's episode. Thank you all, as always, so, so much for listening, and I will talk to you all again very, very soon.